Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm David Jacoby. Put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. We're back minutes. in the same room. Feels really good. It does. And I am so, so excited. This first topic is, it is something that's very important to the two of us. Oh, my God. We both used to live in Los Angeles, and there's many things I miss, like mostly my friends and my close colleagues. But other than that, what I fucking miss is the international chain Din Tai Fung. It's Taiwanese food. It started in Shanghai. It's only, it's until and up till now in the United States, only been available on the West Coast in the states of California and Washington. But Din Tai Fung is coming to New York in 2023. This is huge news. First of all, I had never heard of this place before I moved to Los Angeles. Even like the first two years I was in Los Angeles, stumbled across it. And they're known for their soup dumplings. That's like their go-to thing. However, there is so many good things on this menu. Oh my God. The rice cakes. I die for the rice cakes with chicken. It's not, it's not what you're thinking. It's like these like noodle rice noodles. Oh, it's so good. The, I mean, first of all, the soup dumplings are amazing. I love soup dumplings. And they, and they, they come so super good. hot. They're so They come super good. hot and yes. they are absolutely great. But even just like the broccoli with garlic, steamed broccoli with garlic, like my kids fight over it. It's They've never incredible. fought over broccoli. Also the um, garlic string beans there are so good. Yes. Plus they have a full bar, like it, it's, which is great because you don't, need to wait online, like it's first come, first serve at the bar, which always suits me. I love Din Tai Fung so much. Like, it's definitely one of my two places that I have to eat every time I'm in Los Angeles. And this is huge. Also, they're basically building the Louvre in Times Square for this. Like, they're getting, like, a really fancy architect, and it's going <laughs> to be— well, I didn't see those details. <laughs> it's going to be in this, like, glass enclosure. Um, this is from Eater. It's not a pop-up, though, right? <laughs> it's from Eater, and it says they signed a 15-year lease for okay. a 26,400-square-foot space at six, space at 1633 Broadway. It's going to be located in a glass oh. cube structure in a space designed by David Rockwell, the architecture firm behind top New York City hotspots, which I haven't heard of. Why on Union Square Cafe and Daily yeah. Provisions? I've heard of those. I love I've Daily Provisions. Um, 
quick question. Yeah. And I, somebody tells me the answer is going to be yes to this. Yeah. When you hear Broadway addresses in the teens, do you immediately associate MTV. them with MTV's yeah. address? 1515 like, oh, right, is right around 56th <laughs> Street. This will probably be around 49th Street. I've yeah. done that my entire life. Absolutely. I know 1619 is the Brill Building where I used to work, so it'll be right there across the street from the Brill Building. This is, like, so huge. And I love yeah. that they're making a glass cube. Like, why? I don't know, but I'm no so idea. for it. I love soup dumplings. I love the service is great. The decor oh, is great. The just everything about everything the process perfect. is great. It's perfect. Like I don't even think we need to move on. We need to move on from this because we could talk about it forever. But like, if you don't know about Din Tai Fung, you do now. Google it and just go look at the it. images. Yeah, go to it. Just, just image search Din Tai Fung. You will not be disappointed. It is just so phenomenal. I can't believe my favorite restaurant in the country is coming to my hometown. Like, this is amazing news. I'm so excited. Yes, I would. I love, I'm going to call it Chinese food. It might be it Taiwanese. Is. I don't want to like chill down on that. But like, sure. it is my favorite food, my favorite restaurant, my favorite food. Yeah. God, I love that place. Me too. I'm so excited. Next. This is a great, this is like a, this, this is like a 30 part podcast. Shout out to my father who alerted me to the story, which I then Googled it, and I really appreciated him telling me. You had to Google this? Well, he told Our me— timelines are very different. Oh, I didn't know about it, no. Oh, this was all over my timeline. Apparently, this was for my dad as well. Um, so there is a bear, or they thought there was a bear, roaming Lake, the Lake Tahoe region, breaking into people's houses because it was hungry. And through DNA testing, it turned out that it's three bears. One was—they originally were calling it Hank the Tank, but it's Hank the Tanks because there are three bears breaking into people's houses in the Lake Tahoe area to get food. But let's not forget the first chapter. The yes. First, they just pinned it on Hank. And they Hank. had an image of Hank. And they called him a 500-pound bear. And if you look at the image of Hank the Tank, you're like, I think Tank might not be a proper explanation because he's bigger than that. <laughs> he's 500 it's like, pounds. Yeah, it's like, this is like, like the, the one image of him, just they, if, we put, if that image didn't exist, it doesn't go viral. It's because of the image. And you're like, oh, he looks guilty, too. He's got this guilty look on his face. <laughs> Absolutely. He looked like he broke into 28 homes and ate all their leftover pizza. He's that kind of a bear. He's, he's got like that Homer Simpson bear look. He's to so. Him. I've actually never seen a photo of a bear this large. It's like no. It's like his head looks like like a usual like a usual human sized head, but it's got to be huge. His body is just gigantic. Gigantic. It's shocking. It's super shocking. And so and then <laughs> we all thought that Hank was this destructive bear that needed to be put down. Yeah, but he's just looking. Hank, the Hanks are just looking for food. Maybe, this, is, this would make a great procedural drama on network television. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It starts off, Hank's guilty. We have to give Hank the, the you know, the, the thing. Well, then you get, like, the nerdy character comes in. Well, well let's do some DNA testing. <laughs> Turns out, not uh, Hank's fault. Also, the bear experts say the other two bears, the one that we haven't seen a photo of, not the original Hank, was responsible for much more damage. So, like, just back off Hank. He's hungry. Yeah. You know, like, probably his the ecosystem he lives in is probably changing, global, cha global climate change, et cetera. And I uh, just... I want to feel bad for the Hanks out there. I took my kids tubing. Okay. And there were signs all over in New Jersey being like, bear country, be careful of the bears. And I, they're like, I'm like, guys, don't worry about the bears because they're hibernating. I had to explain what hibernating was like a little bit because they always like seen before. Hibernating is one of the most wild concepts in the world if you think about it. Like, oh, I'm just going to eat a lot. And I'm going to go to sleep for four months and miss the winter. Honestly, sounds, sounds like a great sounds lifestyle. Awesome. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Look, honestly, is there, can I hibernate? I know. Like, I was just thinking yesterday, I'm done with winter. Like, what do I do? Where do I wait it out? Like, I need to move on. <laughs> if hibernating was an option. <laughs> sure. If you could just go down in a hospital, get connected to some IVs, pay a premium for it. Sure. I consider that for a couple of weeks. 
I consider it too. Also, like I would love the big meal beforehand. Like it would be like oh, a yeah. real last supper. I oh, mean, yeah. it, it would probably be a din tai fung. I would have as many shaolong bao as possible. Yeah. So good. Well, good luck to the Hanks out there, and I hope they find the food they need. I also feel like if I signed up for that process, I would end up in like a colony on Mars. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa, I thought I was going to be in the Upper West Side. Like, no, nope, you are. Science experiment you didn't sign up for. I just want to say, I literally never want to go to space. Like, I, I know people like joke about going to like new planets. I'm good. And I, and like some people like Jeff Bezos want to go to space. I absolutely do not. I want to stay on Earth as much as possible. Yeah. I've got about 50 more years here. I don't think it's going to be a necessity in the next 50 years. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine. Anyway, next story. This is from Birmingham Mail. Uh, I sent you and Mike this link in the middle of the night. I believe it was 3 a.m. So thanks to both of you for not asking why I sent you the story at 3 a.m. Oh, not only didn't ask why, I didn't read it either. Um, all right, great. Well, it's by a woman named Kirsty Bosley who lives in the Birmingham area. Birmingham, like, for Peaky Blinders is happening. I love that show. Not Alabama. No spoilers, by the way. Season threes, or season six, I think they're on, is happening right now and only on in the UK, not the US. So no spoilers on Peaky Blinders, people. Anyway, this woman, Kirsty, decided to put on her favorite outfit, which, according to this article, included a Freddy, a Freddy Krueger t-shirt for seven pounds and black leggings for 10 pounds and spent 150 pounds on her dinner. And then she wrote this like personal story about if it was worth it. Basically, so the place was called Adams, first of all. Looks fancy. It looks nice. And she went for um, a tasting menu where she, she, and she also ordered the 14 pound white peach bellini, which is a lot for a bellini, but okay. Um, she simply loved it. She said it was like so worth it and she would maybe never have takeaway again. And as a result, because she wants to save all of her money. I mean, that was an exaggeration. Yeah, I was about to say she, she will. I'm sure she will. But I like that she went by herself. I feel like <laughs> that too. really added to her enjoyment of this exorbitantly expensive meal because she didn't have to worry about if someone with her was also happy that they spent so much money on this because that would be one of my concerns. I'm glad she did this. I'm glad she had a good time. When I'm looking at the pictures of the food, mm -hmm. it, it looks like a like someone who has two fancy stuff in their living room. Yeah. In the in like You know what I mean? It's a tasting menu so the portions are really small. And I guess like if you want to try a lot of different things from this one restaurant that has a Michelin star, like that's a good way to do it, but I don't know, I would always want more. She said she was licking some of the plates. So I think that's an expression. But like what the no, one I'm I looking at right it. now I looks like she, I think she meant it. Like this is a cucumber. So it's it's <laughs> cucumber with a sprout but like one quarter of a cucumber cut in half. Yeah, and then it's like in an oil of some kind. I mean, no, thank you. I don't know. And it was seven dishes. Like, honestly, seven is too many. I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't like a tasting menu. I just want like one thing that I can really enjoy and like not feel bad when I'm done. Just like, okay, I've had enough. I'll take it with me. Although I don't like leftovers, but whatever. I would prefer, I prefer a bunch of things that we're all sharing and scooping out from the middle of the table. That'd sure. be my preferred So you, you prefer a family style. But You're going I, seven dishes. You want seven people. I will also say this is I would love to have a nice, expensive meal by myself. Sure. Sounds great. So, shout to Kirsty. I, I feel the same way about wine. Like a hundred dollar bottle of wine is going to be great. Is a five hundred dollar wine going to be five times as good? <laughs> I have no idea with wine. Like I, I don't know. Like, oh yeah, I, you blind taste test me wine. Like shitty wine, I don't like. But like I could tell if you get it from Seven Eleven. Yeah, but like yeah. medium to good, I'm like, cool. This is great. Let's let's keep it going. One time, my wife asked me to come home with with wine, and I got it from Seven Eleven. She's like, "What are you? What 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 are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing?" I went on a 
date, an early pandemic date, where someone brought a bottle of, what's that called? Like Yellowtail or something, whatever that Yellowtail, wine. Yellowtail, there's a kangaroo on it. Barefoot's another one that's popular. So disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really low standards. 20 yeah. minutes. Like, I, like, this dude brought that bottle, and I was like, no, this is not. Would have been probably rap. two Four Locos. I honestly yeah. absolutely <laughs> would have preferred that. Really bad. Really, really bad. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. This is a story that is really important to me. Also harkens back to our... Um, Los Angeles days, Jacoby. We both lived near this place. Jenny's ice cream. Also, Jenny's ice cream was a major topic in Food News 1.0. Mm-hmm. You might re- remember the Listeria breakout outbreak. That was a while ago. Jenny's has do. a lot. We covered that thing like the presidential election. It was really important. Yes, it was. <laughs> Jenny's has a lot of wild flavors. Their their signature flavor is brambleberry crisp, but they are bringing back one of their most controversial. Jenny's ice cream has an everything bagel ice cream. And it's popular enough for them to bring it back. Mm. It originally launched last year in 2021, and it was both loved and hated, just like all things Everything Bagel. And now it's back. Are you interested in trying this? Absolutely. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this, right? Number one, just because I I, uh, did some research on this. If you're reading this, this is not like bagel flavored ice cream with like everything spice on top. It's think of it more like a like a like a, a chocolate. Cookie dough ice cream. It's cream cheese ice cream with everything chunks. flavoring. Yeah. yeah everything like, bagel. Like little, like everything, kind of, everything bagel chunks and flavoring. Yeah, like a chocolate cookie dough. Yeah. Which sounds better to me than just like an everything flavored ice cream. She, the cream cheese ice cream actually sounds really good to me, yes. but I don't want the bagel chunks in there. Like just oh, give I me cream cheese, cream, cream cheese ice cream. What about, I think like strawberries would be good in that. Like well, a strawberry swirl. Oh, let me pitch you this. Okay. Red velvet cake, which we've covered on this podcast many times. It's just chocolate cake chocolate. with cream cheese frosting. Yeah, I don't know. What like if we had like no. a chocolate swirl inside the cream cheese ice yeah, cream? Yeah, that sounds good. I like cream cheese, just not for frosting. I love cream cheese. So actually. if you said to me, guess what? Poppy seeds, sesame seeds, garlic, and onion. I want that in my ice cream. I'd say, no, no, thank you. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> However, in this format, not bad. But then my second take on this is this, Juliet. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is if I go to Jenny's, and I see this flavor, it is surrounded by better options. Right. You, you, I'm not getting a five-scoop bowl. You're not picking it with other options on the table, literally. Exactly. Because what I really want, they have another specialty one right now, which is buttercream birthday cake. That's what I'm dying to try. I've been looking for it. A friend of mine took a picture and sent it. It looks so good. And I love buttercream birthday cakes. So I, I do birthday cake-flavored stuff. I kids, really kids want to try that. Oh, my God. They really do. Margo's a big birthday cake flavor. Anything. Me, too. Like, we go to like a, one of our like, frozen it. yogurt places. Sure. 16 Handles has got a great birthday cake. I was going to say 16 Handles, but they don't sponsor us yet. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Let's move on to one of our favorite publications, the New York Post. (laughs) This article, the headline, The Office Recipe for Kevin's Famous Chili Found Inside the Peacock Agreement. Jacoby, are you an office guy? Like, how many episodes of The Office have you seen? Oh, wow. You're just calling me out right now. Because I was going to say, I bet you've seen, like, none. If you were like, do you like The Office? Uh Uh-huh. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Like, have you seen a complete season? I'd be like, no. Like, if it's on, do you watch it? No. Do you, like, follow office-related uh, Instagram accounts? Yes. But, like, I never really got into it. I probably watched two seasons. It's a really funny show. It's a great show. It's great. I mean, it's, like, one of those shows where, like, the hype is warranted. It's real. It's a great yes. show. I've watched Seinfeld. I did not watch Friends. I did not watch The Office. Um, did Seinfeld not watch not a single great. Parks and Rec in my life. I've never seen Parks and Rec not either. Rembert Brown came over Rec. once and he's like, you need to watch an episode. So like, we watched one and I think I fell asleep. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Rem. So this is a great story. 
basically, someone on TikTok discovered that in the very long terms and conditions that a company signing up for a streaming service, and this one being Peacock, they like snuck in an Easter egg because no one ever reads those. And it includes Kevin, who is this beloved character from The Office, and Brian Baumgarten has like kind of continued to dine out on being on The Office for the last couple of years. Uh, and, shout out to Mr. Baumgarten. Yeah, I'm sure fine. he's got much more. Another, it's cool. Another big, big hit star <laughs> but so turn coming. Uh, he might not, but that's fine. Not, yeah. I got good residuals and, you know, whatever. Anyway, the recipe for Brian's fame, Ke- excuse me, for Kevin's famous chili is in the terms of conditions. And also him spilling the chili was like one of the most iconic images yeah. from the entire run. E- even you knew it, right? Even I know it, but yeah. from the internet, obviously not from watching the show. <laughs> it's in season five, which is a good season. It's, in my opinion, past its prime. But anyway, the here is the here are the ingredients, in case you're wondering. Four <laughs> dried ancho chilies, two tablespoons of oil, three pounds of ground beef, two medium yellow onions, six cloves garlic, one jalapeno, oregano, cumin, cayenne pepper, tomato paste, beer. Two bottles of beer. Two bottles of beer, lager or pale ale, three cans of pinto beans drained and rinsed, three cups of beef stock, two and a half cups chopped ripe tomatoes, kosher salt, scallions, shack cheese, and sour cream. I don't know why I just read all of that, but it felt right. I want to go to this core story. Actually, and then we'll do some booze news, but first Coors. Okay. I've got a lot of questions about this. So Coors is ditching the plastic rings that come in like the six pack to get mm-hmm. rid of waste. Yes. I Do you remember when we were kids, you were supposed to cut those up? Yeah. So that you didn't like no, kill so, it. No, so, so didn't fish ki- didn't get yeah, stuck in them. Fish yeah, fish and turtles yeah. like, didn't get stuck. Is oh, that yeah, still a thing? Oh, I, I don't know. That's a great question. I totally, totally forgot about cutting those up. I mean, I, I, apparently they've always, Coors has always been on the cutting edge of this. In 1959, they debuted the two-piece recyclable aluminum can. In Two pieces? I mean, I've got so many questions, but apparently this is something that they've they've done in the past, and they're going to invest $85 million to upgrade their package machinery. And I don't know. They, they care about the environment. It's going to be coming in a... Um, Paper, uh, cardboard, like carton type of thing, which seems like will fall apart. Fine. No, no, they do it with bottles. Bottles have these. Uh, yeah, and I guess also like my my Perrier comes in paper. Yeah, like I, I don't. I think you. I wouldn't even notice if they did this without the press release. I would not notice. You know, at I, all. I feel like this is shots at the craft beer economy because I feel like craft beers should oh. be should be leading this because like they're usually like with a purpose or like shop local yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just feel like this is it's Coors to be leading the way on this is kind of well, it's, it's tough it's also look. what it says to me that Coors is like this is going to eliminate 1.7 million pounds of waste I'm like okay wait a second wait a Let's second wait a second let be honest you're it's, selling how many six packs now look at the, <laughs> how many six so packs many. do you need to sell to add up to 1.7 million pounds of something that's like has a negligible weight if you put one of those plastic ring things on a scale like what does it register as a gram? Like a few ounces, yeah. Not even a few ounces. Also, I just want to just throw out there, I bet this is, like, cheaper for them. I bet this is a cost savings. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, It's not yeah, really yeah. for the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, get, they get the value of the press release, and I'm sure that they, like, found some way to, like, get the, the cardboard packaging and implement it for cheaper than the plastic, too. Great point. <laughs> Next story. This is from today.com. I read this whole thing. Michael Pressler and his wife, Maria, were going to the Lobster House restaurant in Cape May. I love Cape May, by the way. It's 34 re- years. They've been going for 34 years. It's really nice. I, you know, my parents have been going to Cape Cod for like 45 years, so I get it. They always like go to the same spots. Yeah. So it's a thing. Um, they went there over the President's Day weekend, and after ordering a dozen clams on the half shell, they found a pearl. Hold on. Before you move on, did I tell the story about Quincy ordering clams? No. Oh, my God. Did he also find a pearl? No. Have you ever tried like a raw clam, like it's an oyster? Fuck no. That was disgusting. 
it, I felt like I was eating a human earlobe. Ew, that sounds really gross. Dipped in salt water. It was one of the most disgusting orders ever. And, and, and they're like, we get this every single time we go to this restaurant that we go to all the time. So shout out to them and their weird taste. <laughs> anyway, they're having 12 clams. And in the 12th, they found a pearl. And it could be worth thousands and thousands of dollars. So I'm like really happy for them. Um, it's really rare that that's the lobster house said. Did and you know that pearls came in mussels and oysters? I did. How do you know that? I love pearls. Like it's like a jewelry that I really like. Really? Yeah. And You're a pearl girl. Yeah, I've got like I, my mom got me a nice uh, what are they called? Like a necklace, but um, huh. string of pearls. That's what it's called. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I love pearls. So yes, I did know that. I didn't know that. Also, like I don't know. I just feel like. Yeah, I love pearls. It's a classy, classy and classic look. I don't love shellfish. I, here's here's what I like. It's Wait not because I'm Jewish. I I like shrimp. I'm okay on cooked lobster. I like scallops. What about crab legs from like the boil? No, oh I don't like God. crab. You don't like a Cajun crab leg? It, to me, that might be the meal I eat before they put me to sleep for like, two weeks. And I when wake I up go to Mars. the boil, like I like to get mussels and shrimp. But like no, no both, crab. Both shellfish. Yeah, I know. I like those. I like salmon. I like a mule frit. You gotta love a mule frit. I love mule frit. Yeah. I had that the other night. No, so I don't. Did I. But I don't night. like oysters. I don't like clams. I don't like lobster. I don't like crab. Mm. Like lobster roll doesn't do it for me. Wait till my personal food news. Okay, can't wait. Great tease. All right, booze news, and then we're doing our taste test. This is a really good one. Thanks to producer Mike for just always delivering on these always. on these rundowns. Um, this is coming to us from. I can't load this. Oh, don't worry about it. Okay. Because well, I... You read the whole thing? No, read the article. What are you, crazy? I'll read the whole thing when it's about Red Lobster. <laughs> it's about Brooklyn, Red Lobster, I'm in. Brooklyn prosecutors have indicted a pair of Britons accused of scamming investors into proffering pricey loans, supposedly collateralized by valuable and bogus wine collections. It's a wine Ponzi scheme, people. Two guys from the United Ten Kingdom minutes. in Brooklyn are accused of brokering loans secured by expensive bottles of wine by the borrowers. How incredible. Also, like, who, who's, who's like, accepting hey, that? Um, here's $100,000. Do you have a fictitious wine cellar that perhaps you could give me as collateral? <laughs> Just the idea that there is a wine cellar somewhere that has value. I'll take that as collateral. Also, who wants that? I don't know. Like, I just can't imagine that being ever worth it to me. I guess I wouldn't know how to value it. I'd be like, what do I have here? I would just be like, okay, $10 a bottle. I mean, I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this barefoot or is this yellowtail? I can't tell. <laughs> Who how, knows? How, how, how do I value this? This is, uh, it's sometimes for me, I, they really want you to focus on the criminals in this, but I focus on the victims. Mm. Like, I really, this is a victim problem, not yeah. a criminal problem. <laughs> Don't accept wine as collateral. Don't, no, not even wine. If you bring the wine to my home and like use a truck and back it into my garage and I can have an independent party establish its value, sure. Sure. But if you're just like, oh, by the way, in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, I've got a cellar full of wine that's worth $300. So give me a hundred. No, thank you. So, so ridiculous. So wild. Well, good luck to those two. I mean, the what what gall to even try that. Um, let's move on to our taste test of the week. So, Jacoby. Talk to me. I wasn't really sure where to go with this week's taste test. We've mm -hmm. done a lot of fast food, we've done some candy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just zag a little bit. We need some real food. Yeah. And so I was thinking about what's going on in the world. And I was like, what's the food in Ukraine? I was just like, I don't know a ton about Ukraine and I don't know a ton about their food there. But 
I wanted to learn. So I started Googling it mm-hmm. and I learned that pierogies are not just associated with Poland, but also Ukraine as well, though they are called by a different name. Um, they're called Vereniki, I believe that's how you say it. And they're an everyday meal, eat for celebrations and such. And typical fillings include cottage cheese, potato, boiled beans, peas, cabbage, plums, currants, and cherries. I didn't know there were dessert pierogies, but I've now learned that. So oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, cool, let's get some pierogies. So first I went to Whole Foods to try to buy some frozen ones because I just thought that seemed like really accessible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hopefully they'll have Ukrainian ones. They didn't have any. And then I went to my my trusty app. My one of my many delivery apps, and I looked for pierogies, and I was like, "Oh, this looks good, and it's nearby. This place is called Baba's Pierogies. We're really excited to try it." But crucially, these are Slovakian; they're not Ukrainian. I just want to make that. Listen. I just want to make that clear. But I learned in the process, and hopefully, you have as well. And Baba's Pierogies is a small business in Gowanus section of Brooklyn, so it, it seemed fantastic. like a good a good thing to celebrate. <laughs> it and smells to try. great in here. It I'm smells very really excited about good. This. Also, you prepare, I will vamp. Most of my pierogi experience comes from one place in the East Village called Veselka. All New Yorkers are familiar with Shout it. Shout out to Veselka. It's but like it is anyone, anyone's alive. Pierogies, if you have them accessible to you, make sure you have some available at the end of a night of drinking because that is how most of my pierogi experiences went. So pierogies are you know, known from being from Eastern and Central Europe. Mm-hmm. However, most people think that they're just based on dumplings. So they really are originally from Asia. I think Marco Polo may have been involved in bringing them over. Oh, really? Like with pasta. Classic Italians, you know, claiming pasta, but really it's Asian Wait. noodles. What? Yeah. And so these are basically we have, dumplings. We'll dive into that in a different food news, but that is news to me. Really? Food news to me right now that Italians did not invent pasta. <laughs> really good episode of Dave Chang's Ugly Delicious in season one about Italian versus um, Asian food. It's very good. Wow. Anyway, so as such, I wasn't sure if I should get fried or boiled pierogies. So you I got, really weren't. So I got one of each. I got fried, and I was like, "Well, I don't know." Every time they <laughs> ask me, they're like, "Oh, oh, I'd like some pork dumplings." They're like, "Um, do we like them steamed or fried?" I'm like, "Well, what? Who are you asking?" <laughs> so the fried ones are called Baba's Potato, and they're like the official traditional. No, of this of this place, it's like the traditional All one. Right, great. And so you try that first. It's I'm the fried one. I'll tell I'm you. Do no sauce first. I'll we tell you what's in it. There's three sauces. sauces. There's an onion dip, a Helen's dip, and a mustard dip. Mm. And I was just really curious. So this is potato and I believe American cheese. I'm going to have a bite. It looks really good. Also, they have onion dip as like a side, which is like incredible. I, like I love onion dip. This is great. Now. Holy this shit. Is, this is delicious. It's not for the carb conscious. No. It's all it carbs. mashed potatoes mm. with some cheese wrapped in a carb blanket. And fried. And fried. And really fucking delicious. And really good. Mm. It, it's got, it's giving me heavy knish vibes. Yeah, it's really good. Wow. But this is good. And the sauces are banging as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Baba's. Mm. I don't know. It's in Gowanus. Um, mm. So if you're nearby, you can go. But you can also just order it online, which is what we did here. Potato, it seems like they have a lot of really good, like a lot of popular ones. So this one that we said is potato and American cheese. The next one is farmer and ricotta cheese, and this is boiled. I'm really excited about that What's one. What's it called? Mama's fave. Mom's fave, excuse me. Mm. This is delicious. Mm. Oh. I wish I didn't know about this because it's near my house, and now I'm going to order it all the time. Yeah, this is a problem. So farmer's cheese, I have no idea what it is, but it seems like it's heavy ricotta cheese. Yeah. I mean, that's this right. is, reminds me of um, a cannoli, which is probably stolen from Australia or whatever. But... um. Oh, oh my god, it's delicious. The shell, like the big shell ricottas you get in like an Italian restaurant. Oh yeah, there's that's what sh- that reminds me of. Shells, what are they called? Shells, stuffed shells. Stuffed shells, sure, whatever. They're great. 
This I'm this is great. I'm not even that this hungry. This is so good. This Holy would be shit. better fried, obviously. I don't know. I like it boiled. Controversial. Mm. Really good. With some chives on top that kick it up a notch. Also, this Helen sauce is delicious. I don't know what it is, but it's Shout really good. Helen. I'm gonna try the, the, the this is dessert. The, the big dessert one. Chocolate pierogi. Chocolate pierogi. Mm. I didn't know these existed. Me neither. News to me. This is so good. I don't think I'm going with the Helen sauce on this one. No. Baba's pierogi is delivered. Oh, but we have the whipped cream. Mm-hmm. That's what this is for, obviously. Whipped cream, baby. I mean, when you've had a full meal of pierogies. You have to have. You have a dessert pierogi, too. Well, similar to Din Tai Fung. Din Tai Fung also has dessert uh, stuffed dumplings. They're really good. That. They're really good. They're chocolate and taro. Um, whoa. This is really good. Holy shit. This is like all the things I like about a chocolate. It's cooking. like Nutella and chocolate. And it's got like a like a like a like a, a pudding vibe, like a fancy chocolate pudding in the middle. This is one of the best things I've eaten. This whole thing in and, a really long and time. I would say, in Food News 2.0, this is the best taste test we've had by far. Mm. This is really good. Bobbitt pierogies, we love you. Wherever you live in the country, there are pierogies around you. Got some. Wow, these are incredible. I didn't think I liked pierogies, but now here I am. I thought that because I do love dumplings. You are 1,000%. She's putting all like the tops back in the sauces. She's Take putting it home. all back in the bag. This is definitely going home with you. I'm having dinner at my friend's house tonight and I'm bringing this. Oh, oh, nice. She she locked out. Oh, yeah. If you put those chocolate ones in the oven mm -hmm. for like five minutes. This will like, reheat really well. Quick personal food news time. Congrats to Katie. Yes. Oh, Katie? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Katie. <laughs> okay. Heat those chocolate ones up. What's your personal food news? Okay. I'm, like, I'm like packing this up. I'm so enthusiastic about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went um, to, I'm from Amherst, Massachusetts. My dad lives in Cambridge. I went to the Boston area this weekend. And I made my, every time I go, I make sure to go to Legal Seafood. And I got uh, clam chowder, which is fantastic. And I got the lobster roll. And you teased this earlier. I don't think lobster roll is even top five ways to eat lobster. I don't get it. I just don't. It's, it's, also, just, it's not that good. It's really, really expensive and not that much lobster. I love lobster. If you have a lobster, like, I like a traditional just lobster, okay. I crack it open and all that. I okay. like that. Question. Lobster roll. Was it hot or cold? It was cold. It's like the traditional New England style. Well, the I don't know if that Connecticut is. Connecticut style is hot. I thought Maine was hot. I, I'm not an expert, though. There's the hot so version hot, and the cold so version. Not the cold two version. Minutes. And did it have mayonnaise like a, involved? Like a, like a light mayo with like, like a some, lobster some salad. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which do you prefer, the hot or the cold? Cold. Okay. But now I'm just like, if I'm at a place that serves lobster roll, they also serve other ways to give you lobster. So I'd probably just go with that. I feel like cold is a real ripoff. Like, I just feel like you should be getting more lobster because it gets watered down. You put the other shit in there and it's uh, still all has yeah. to fit into the roll. So it's kind of like bullshit. It's kind you, of like You course. know what I'm saying? Big claw. Claw over tail guy. Wow. I just okay. came to that realization like two years ago. I was like, I like the claw way better than any other part of the lobster. I, lo I like lobster. I mean, lobster mac and cheese I love. I just think I like it cooked a little bit more and like I don't want yes. to be so hard. I'm not interested in like a difficult, challenging, laborious meal. Yeah. So, not so, for me. Something that I've loved my entire life. I realized I don't love this weekend. Okay. Big question for you. For me. Will I love you my entire life? Yes. Uh, that's good to know. I had some fudge last week. Like, Ooh. I had fudge delivered to me from Chatham Candy Manor. Oh, oh, I'm familiar with Chatham Candy Manor. I love, love, love fudge. And it came to my attention that most people don't, or many people don't. Do you like fudge? Okay. I like fudge if I'm going into the sleep chamber for two weeks and I'm hibernating. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's it's, the only problem with fudge. Is like, you can it's only got have a, richness a tiny and a bit. Thickness and, like, just, it's so rich and, like, dense that when, when I'm eating it, I like, I, like, feel guilty about eating it before I've even swallowed it. 
I mean, it's so decadent. I, it's so decadent, but I just like I love it so much. And I then I was like, research. I had like a lot of fudge, and I was like, can you freeze fudge? How long does thirty fudge last? seconds? That's great. The answer is yes to both. Great. Yes, you can yes, freeze it, it. How long does it last? It lasts for like if it, like two weeks, even though allegedly there's like could be dairy in it. But that's what the internet said, and the internet has never lied to me, so I'm gonna believe it. And it was really good. But I just was shocked to find out that there are some people who don't like fudge. I Could mean, you melt the fudge down, wrap it in a pierogi, and then fry it? That's kind of what this chocolate I pierogi know. is. I know. I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> it's so good. I Bob want another pierogies. one. We loved it. Thank you so much to our producer, Mike Wargon, for putting together a great rundown and producing this episode. You're the best, Mike. Thank you all for listening. Thank, thank you, Baba's pierogies. Thank you, Baba's pierogies, for existing. We will be coming back. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Katie has no idea what's about to hit her when you come over tonight. 